This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Parenting does come with its challenges. I I work early, so I don't have to get the kids ready for school, Jim. But from what my wife tells me, it's pretty hectic. And I'm sure all you parents out there listening are nodding your heads going, yeah, guys, it's madness in our house trying to get the kids out of the door and to school on time. Mm-hmm. This story makes me chuckle. It's from France, an elementary school in Avignon, France, had to institute a ban on parents throwing their kids over a six-foot-high steel fence what? when they're late for school. So they've got a, a steel fence around the school. It's six feet high, and the gate closes at 8.30. You have to be at school by 8.30. That's the cutoff point. If you're not there, the gate is closed, and, and your kid can't come in. So parents have been showing up at 8.35 in the morning. The gate's closed, and they're just throwing their kids <laughs> over the fence, like throw, chucking them. Yeah, it's a six-foot-tall fence. I mean, maybe the kids are climbing over no. with, like, with a little parent help. They have put up a sign that says, please do not throw your kids over the fence. Wow. When I was a uh, college student at Niagara College, this is literally what people were doing at the Welland Humane Society with pets. With their they animals? Yeah, with pets they didn't want. They would chuck them over the fence and let somebody else deal with it. I didn't think parents of children would be doing the same thing. <laughs> Especially after being locked down with the kids for so long. It's like, I can't take another day. That's it. You're going, get ready, Billy. You're going for a ride. Yeah, the, the two parents are outside the gate with like two feet in one, one hand, two hands in the <laughs> Like into the pool. Three. <laughs> oh no, he's in the tree. <laughs> Somebody get the janitor. He's on the roof with all the tennis balls. <laughs> Are you so excited to go back and see live concerts that you would let Ticketmaster know some personal health information about you? Jim, Mm -hmm. how do you feel about that? What exactly do they want to know? Ticketmaster, currently working on a system where you have to prove you've either been vaccinated, you've taken the COVID-19 vaccine that is in development, or you'll have to test negative in advance to get past the gate. And then you still may be uh, subjected to other tests like your temperature, stuff like that, once you get past the gate. I don't mind the temperature. Rectal? That's fine, you know. <laughs> all in the name of a good party. I, you know, I want, I want whatever. Let t- me order a couple drinks first. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, let me get to the bar. Can you warm the thermometer up next time? <laughs> Holy cow. You know, I want the best for the artists and, you know, I, I you know, it's tough out there for anybody yeah. who works in the music scene at all right now, but I, I just... You I, want concerts back. I do, I do, but I do feel a little uncomfortable with like a third party, right? you know, having your health information, demanding, you know, your papers or, you know, and, and you know, I believe that a vaccine will come along eventually, but I don't want to rush to get the vaccine, you know, just so I can go to a concert and then find out, oh, you know, there's some side effects or something. Yeah, you mentioned you don't want to be first in line to get the vaccine. Yeah, I want to get one right after Trudeau gets it, and then I'm in. You're going to get your vaccine around the same time you get your PlayStation 5. (laughs) Yeah, 18 months from now when the price drops. And let them work all the bugs out. (laughs) Yes! Yeah? Yeah, I don't want one of these things that freezes on me. 
Here is a volunteer who was part of the Pfizer vaccine study. If you missed it, uh, Pfizer, the drug company, announced that they have a vaccine in development that, as far as they can tell at this point, uh, their testing has found that it's 90% effective against COVID-19, which is huge if it's true and those results hold up. But here's one of the guys who took part in the study. You, You hear the commercials all the time. If you uh, have symptoms of this or that, you could take part of it in a clinical study. <laughs> you can be a, uh, a test rat. A guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Make a couple bucks and get the vaccine before everyone else. So this guy got it, and he said he did not feel that good after. People may think this is funny, but it could only be described as a severe hangover. The first shot. The second shot was just kind of a mild hangover, but the first one was a severe <laughs> hangover. We've been training for this our whole lives, Jim. <laughs> That's just another Saturday, bud. Yeah, so it, it, it takes a bit out of you when you get the initial shot, according to this guy. Mm-hmm. But he does have the antibodies. He's been tested, and he now has the COVID-19 antibodies floating around in him. Is sure. it worth a hangover? When 10 years goes by and he realizes he's infertile. <laughs> you know, who knows? I want to be positive. It could be. It could be the, the well. You don't the want to be positive, which no, is why no. you consider getting the vaccine. I want to be optimistic. You want to test negative, yes, but you want to remain optimistic about the vaccine. <laughs> is the NHL considering an all Canadian division for the 2021 season? When we have a question about hockey, we turn to Mike Stubbs from Global News Radio. Hey, Stubbs. Hey. What have you heard about this? Are all the Canadian teams going to be playing each other because of COVID? Well, this has been rumbled for a while, but now now you've got NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman saying that it is something that they've been talking about. So this is more than just a rumble of, okay, well, what if we can't have open borders and it's difficult to travel? Could we have all of the Canadian teams in one division? So it's been more of a fan thing before now. Now yeah. it's a commissioner thing. Now it's a You think it's past thing. the brainstorm phase, and now they're into the investigative kind of uh, work to see, is this something that would be feasible? That's a great way to put it, because if you are going to have the NHL season, the players aren't interested in doing these big, long hubs. I mean, you talk to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they will tell you, and Dallas is the same, they were there from start to finish that it was a grind. It was a long time to be away from your family. It was just a long time to be isolated. Yeah. So I'm sure it's like prison. Well, when you're in there, you kind of adjust and you get used to it. But now that they're all out of the bubble, I, I can't imagine many of them want to go back in. Not in the same way. So could you do temporary hubs? Sure, where you went in for 10 or 12 days, and Gary Bettman, NHL commissioner, has said that's something that they are considering. But, Taz, let's look at this Canadian division. I mean, from a fan perspective in Canada, how great would this be? (laughs) Jim, would you be excited to see the Leafs play all the other Canadian teams? I would be, but when it comes to the playoffs, that means there's less Canadian teams making it on deep, right? How many Canadian teams would make the playoffs out of that grouping? Okay, well, let's kind of look at it this way. If they don't go to that little play-in round, which they've kind of hinted they don't want to do, then we're back to 16 teams. So if you end up with four divisions, you probably have four teams coming out of that. Uh, Let's do some math here. Calgary's really good. Uh, Vancouver had a good run. They've lost some players, so they're questionable. Edmonton has Connor McDavid, and they want to feel that they're really good. Winnipeg's pretty good. Montreal upset Pittsburgh. We haven't even mentioned the Leafs yet, and, and we're at five. But and inevitably, the there would only be two teams to make it onto the second round, though, right? 
That's true. So, yeah, you know, when, when the Leafs lose, you know, or whatever that. team. I love how Stubbs didn't even mention the Senators. True. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why coming. waste our Don't time? I, I didn't get that far east because, you know what? <laughs> yeah, they you're working your way across the map, right? <laughs> they, yeah, they've made some good additions. So they're no slouch. They're, the thing about having a Canadian division is you wouldn't have an off night. You wouldn't have a night where you think, all right, well, we're going in to face these guys. Now, sometimes that burns you because you think, ah, we're going in to face these guys. They're no good. And then you lose that game. But there wouldn't be an off night. This would be intense, good teams every single game. Well, you look at the the map of the United States right now, the COVID map, and pretty much every state is classified as not being able to control the outbreak. So do you want those teams crossing the border – is this something that could give fans hockey in this country while keeping the players safe? Maybe. That's got to be the question. And let's all remember, too, I mean, we haven't even put people in the places that they would go. So as much as players might play in those places, they don't necessarily live in the off season in those places. So a lot of them would be in Canada. Some would have cottages in the Muskokas, some would have homes in their hometown, that sort of thing exists. So you've got to get those guys over there. So that's also a consideration. But you have heard that this is a possibility, an all-Canadian division for NHL hockey when it starts up again next year. When Gary Bettman says it's on the table, it's on the table. You may want to get your kid one of the new uh, video game consoles, keep them distracted. So they're not uh, lying in the middle of the road late at night, which apparently is the new hot thing to do on TikTok, Jim. It's always TikTok. TikTok is ruining the youth of today. (laughs) Huron County OPP have issued a warning to a group of teens, don't play in traffic. It had to be said, huh? I'm glad I I can chuckle about this because it's the stupidest thing you could do. It's definitely at the top of the list. They were alerted to a traffic hazard on Huron Street West in Exeter, Ontario, just before 11 p.m. on Saturday. Police say a group of 15 kids were lying on the roadway with blankets covering them. As vehicles approached, the youth would get up and run away. What? They were filming the whole thing. Because it stems from a viral TikTok challenge. The cha- is the challenge to play chicken? I don't understand what it what it is. Like, are you supposed to like wait under the blanket for as long as possible? Is it to scare the driver? Is Jim? It- I was hoping you could tell me. You're a decade younger than I am. Maybe I, maybe this would make sense to you. I also my specialty is knowing some people from Exeter, and sometimes <laughs> they just do things. Taz, yeah. you can't explain it. But that this doesn't make any sense at all. No, it's really dumb. Don't do it. And I'm hoping a lot of this stuff, you know, the story gets picked up and it's like, oh, this is happening. And it's a, it's a viral TikTok challenge. It's really not happening that much. It's just a couple of super dum-dums yeah. who have posted the video and people see it and they just assume that more teenagers are, are doing it than actually are and i hope that's the case with this because it is absolutely moronic yeah to lie down in the middle of the road with a blanket over you and wait for cars to come 
I miss the days of the original YouTube, like when I was in high school, Taz, when YouTube first started. The, all they did was the invisible rope prank to cars, where two guys would stand on one side of the road and one guy would be on the other side of the road and they'd pretend there was a rope in between them. They'd mime it so the cars would slow down <laughs> and they would hold onto the invisible rope for as long as possible until the car realized there was no rope there and would just drive through. <laughs> Those were innocent, fun days of YouTube. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, <laughs> now people are... That's, that makes me chuckle. That's almost, <laughs> that's almost safer. I see, you know, if you've got a, a an issue in your neighborhood with cars driving too fast, that's that's speed reducing measures you're taking. Better than a speed bump with the mime rope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, forget forget the municipalities putting in all these speed humps in neighborhoods. <laughs> Let's hire more mimes. Yeah, who needs yield signs? More mimes. Mimes, 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 mimes. And then the mime tax will go up, Taz, and then people will complain about the mimes. You can't please anybody. <laughs> we got a call. Go ahead. You're on with Taz and Jim. All these uh, TikTok challenges, someone just needs to be the first one and do the jump off the bridge or the wood chipper challenge and just weed out the weed. <laughs> <laughs> these, these are getting ridiculous. Like... <laughs> the wood chipper challenge. Like, this, is, this is so bad now. Yeah, it's like the Darwin Awards. Yeah, like... Thinning like, the herd, they call it. Like, play stupid games, get stupid prizes. Like, <laughs> I don't get it, man. Uh, I would not want to clean up after the wood chipper challenge. <laughs> oh, have a good morning, boys. The OPP having to warn teenagers not to lie down in the middle of the road late at night, covering themselves with a blanket, waiting for traffic to come before they run away for a TikTok challenge. We got a call. Go ahead. You're on with Taz and Jim. All these uh, TikTok challenges, someone just needs to be the first one and do the jump off the bridge or the wood chipper challenge and just weed out the weed. <laughs> <laughs> these are getting ridiculous. Like <laughs> The wood chipper challenge. Like, this, is, this is so bad now. Yeah, it's like the Darwin Awards. Yeah. Like, Thinning like, the herd, they call it. Like, play stupid games, get stupid prizes. Like, I don't get it, man. Uh, I would not want to clean up after the wood chipper challenge. Have a good morning, boys. Christmas is going to be different this year as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the parade situation, not looking good, obviously. Right, the parades, they're trying to work around and make the parades accessible and COVID-friendly, blah, blah, blah. And are they going to put, like, a wooden knee at the mall? And then Santa's six feet away from it? Well, this is what one place is doing down in the United States, Bass Pro Shops. They're having Santa sit inside a plexiglass box for photos. Oh, so he looks like Hannibal Lecter. That's cool. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> what would you like for Christmas? I hear you like lambs, Clarice. <laughs> What's your favorite part of the lamb? Is it when they scream? <laughs> Why were they screaming, Clarice? <laughs> Uh, they forgot to put air holes in this plastic box. If you're not a good girl, I'm going to put fava beans <laughs> in your stocking with a nice Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> what are the children going to think? <laughs> they bring Santa in and out of the plexiglass box oh, on that cart. Yeah, yeah. The, the trolley with the mask on. He's got the COVID mask on. <laughs> Once he gets in there, takes the mask. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> Were you a good girl this year, Clarice? 
Hey, you do what you got to do, right? Okay, yeah. I think I might just call Santa on the Santa line or send a letter to the North you know, Pole. In the best of times, kids are freaking out and screaming and yelling when, when their parents bring them to see Santa. Mm-hmm. This year, with the plexiglass box, might take it to a whole nava level. <laughs> I have a feeling that a lot of people will be staying in to play the next few days. You got the new Xbox Series X that came out on Tuesday. And today is the release date for the PlayStation 5 gym. Mm-hmm. You have not pre-ordered. You're not getting one of these. You're going to wait and see if the price comes down eventually, you cheap SOB. <laughs> <laughs> the gra- I, don't, I don't even get why people want one that bad. I mean, the graphics don't seem like they're that much different. Like, remember... How big of a jump, like, Super Nintendo was to Nintendo 64. These all just seem the same. They do look pretty remarkable. Yeah, The graphics. You know what bugs me about all video game commercials? The graphics look look awesome, and then you buy the game, and the graphics they show you, it's like the in-between stuff. It's not... They were cutscenes. Cutscenes. Exactly. They hook you with the (laughs) cutscenes. And then the gameplay, it looks decent, yeah. but it's no cutscene. Because <laughs> sometimes they'll have like a little disclaimer at the bottom. They'll say, not actual game footage to cover their, their butts. That's ridiculous. Yeah. The graphics do look good, though, on these, these consoles. Um, you can't usually, in years past, when there's a, a big uh, release of a new video game console, you'll see lineups. Around the block at, like, mm-hmm. Walmart, Best Buy. They're saying, do not, please do not come and try and line up for these consoles. You have to order them online. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. So, you know, I'm sure the Xbox people and the PlayStation people would love it if they could have lineups around the block. It's free marketing for them, right? Yeah, especially when they're six feet in between every person. <laughs> yeah, the lineup looks even longer. But Best Buy specifically saying that you please order your new uh, console online and do not come to the store, not selling them in the stores. I've got uh, um, EB Games pulled up here, their website. Mm-hmm. They're going to be selling the PlayStation 5 online at 11 a.m. today. So you can buy it online at 11 a.m. Uh, if you haven't pre-ordered, they will have some consoles available. I'm assuming they'll sell out really fast. If you already have an in-store pre-order, you need to make an appointment to pick it up today. Hmm, this is complex. Yeah. But, makes sense. <laughs> you don't want a store full of people. What am I going to do? I, I, ordered the, uh, I ordered the new Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales game from EB Games. And I'm supposed to pick it, it up today for my my old loser PlayStation 4. <laughs> just, Do I need to make an appointment or can I just show up? You should have not ordered one in the first place. Just downloaded it directly to your PlayStation. No. You didn't go anywhere. No, I didn't. That's the other thing about the new consoles. I, I like having the physical copy of the game. Mm. Bit of a collector, you know? I've, that's how I've been doing it my whole life. I like to have a cartridge or a disc. Yeah. Something I can hold in my hand. Not li- the type of guy who buys an album on iTunes, you know? You know, I like pressing pause on the controller, taking the little booklet into the washroom with me if I have <laughs> to go number two, doing some reading. Yeah, some light reading before bed. Yeah. <laughs> 
Don't pretend you haven't done it. Oh, when I was a child, yeah, when I was 12. Oh, the Nintendo booklets were the best. They, you'd get like a full, uh, you'd get some reading material with those things. And artwork. Yeah. You know, each little write-up on each character and sure. their moves and how to yeah. do them. So when you're in the in the washroom, you could do some studying. You come back from your deuce, yeah. and the guy you're playing Street Fighter against is like, what? Who is this guy? <laughs> Where did you learn these moves? You must have been really bunged up because now you're you're just hadoukening nonstop. <laughs> Hadouken! I felt like I was reading it a lot of the time when my brother wouldn't let me play, my older brother. So he'd be playing the PlayStation, and I'd be <laughs> reading the book like I was participating. Did he give you the controller that wasn't plugged in, too? Make <laughs> you think that you were playing? When I was really young, yeah. yeah. I thought Duck Hunt was a controller game, not a gun game. Yeah, you're controlling the ducks, Jim. Yeah. Which I think you can actually do with Duck Hunt. Apparently. Yeah, if you plug the controller in, you can. Uh, the other person can make the ducks move. So I was doing something this whole time. <laughs> Yeah, we sound like we sound like dinosaurs here. And the new PlayStation and Xbox come out today and, and we're talking about duck hunt for the NES. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> yes, Jim Kelly has been watching The Bachelorette so we don't have to. But we want to know how, how our guy does. Canadian contestant from Hamilton, Ontario, Blake, is on the show. This is the American Bachelorette. There's been some, some serious drama. How is Blake holding up, Jim, in this week's episode? Now, he was one of the front runners with the original Bachelorette this season. Now, if you haven't been paying attention, which I don't blame you if you're not, uh, the first Bachelorette was the oldest Bachelorette in Bachelorette history, 39 years old, also the most hated Bachelorette. What was in your name? Claire? Claire. Yeah. So he was... Uh, I'm paying attention, see? Yeah, he was one of the front runners for her. She bailed and went with this guy, Dale, after about a week and a half on the show. She blew up the show, left with this guy. Blake is kind of heartbroken, but he's kind of lost. You know, he put in a ton of work, Taz, and a ton of research, apparently, before he came on this show. And that research has now put him in some hot water. People are mad at something he said last week, and it's spilt over to this week. So I have a, a morality question for you, Taz. Is Blake a bad person? Now, I'm going to play you the clip, and uh, you can give me your thoughts. I don't know. I just, like, I invested early when I found out it was her. Like, I bought a book on, like, dementia and Alzheimer's to make sure I could understand, like, what she was going through with her mom. I fully, like, dove in to make sure that I could potentially be that fairy tale ending for her if I got there. So Claire, the original Bachelorette's mom, has dementia. Uh -huh. Her father passed away. She's the oldest Bachelorette, so she's dealing with, you know, problems of somebody who's 39. So he bought a book about dementia so you could relate with her. Why did I invest so much and not get anything in return? I'm just... Him saying that or him buying the book? What's the question? Do you think that's... It's creepy? Him saying that, first off, him saying, okay. you know, is it manipulative that he, that he bought a book on this topic or is it sweet that he cared enough to find out more about dementia? I think in real life... It might be sweet depending on what stage of the relationship you're in with the, the person one-on-one. -on -one. Is it manipulative in this bachelorette scenario? Yeah, but good on him because it's a game show and he's trying to win. <laughs> yeah, true. Right? It's not real life. But it is. Like, the consequences are real. 
Come on. If you get married, well, do you get a million dollars or something, or do you just get to get married? You get something more valuable than that, Taz. Fake love. Do you not get money if you win the Bachelorette? No, you get the you get married. All you, you get you find is the one. Oh God. <laughs> well, I this... thought worst case scenario, you 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 cut it off and you both split a million bucks or something. <laughs> do you not get money if you win the Bachelorette? Well, you become famous and then you can make money off social media and modeling and whatever else comes with the territory. But you don't. There is no cash reward prize. Oh, this or show else is would... getting stupider. No, that that would make people even more manipulative. Yeah. Like, this reminds me of there's something about Mary where that guy is lying to Mary the whole time and he pretends he's into special needs issues because right. Mary it works is, with special needs it kids. It is very something about Mary. If he told her I bought a book and learned about it so I could relate with you, that's fine. But if he just said, oh, yeah, my friends, you know, I've had some friends whose parents have went through this and I know. Like, if he pretended he knew about it uh-huh. because of his life, I think But he didn't do that. He didn't. But he said, why did I read this dumb book about dementia and I get nothing out of it? <laughs> So, there is that. Well, be careful what you say, too, because if you believe in karma, you're going to make a comment like that, and then someone you love is going to get dementia, and you're going to be, well, I guess I got something out of it. Yeah, at least I got this book. I know how to deal with Uncle Hank now. Yeah. So, you know, The Bachelorette, the, the storyline moves on. You know, there's but a new, Blake's still in it. Blake's still in it. He's and still he's on still, the show. you know, chin up. He's still going to try to win this thing, even if there's no million and dollars. And what a chin. <laughs> strong with he's a beard. He's got a jaw on him. And I just want to leave it with, like, this halfway through the episode. I don't really... The new episode now, The Bachelorette, she's cool, she's hot, everybody is falling for her. I don't care. I want fights. I you want, want the angry drama. people. You like the old crazy one. And I can't quit Claire, the original crazy, awful bachelorette. And this guy, Dale, that she knew for a week and a half, that proposed to her after she bailed on the rest of the guys for the show. So he's in, Taz. He has to marry her now. he's not getting a million dollars. He just has to, his prizes, he marries this lady that he hardly knows. Yeah, so they're checking in with them so halfway stupid. through this episode. And his look on his face, Taz, during this, like, he, they're being interviewed by Chris Harrison. It's like Harrison. a hostage video? It is. I'm just going to play this for you. Can you believe this happened? Yeah, it's a lot to, to, to take in. But, uh... <laughs> How he makes me feel is literally like sunbeams out of my heart. Like into the world. I know that sounds so stupid, but I just feel it to my core. And whether it took one day or 10 days or two weeks or two years, like this man makes me happy. You love this man. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell him that over and over and over and over again. She says it a lot. I tell him I'm so obsessed with <laughs> What is next for you guys? Moving in together? Like a lot. Wedding? A lot. What's up? I think, like, you know, obviously. Babies. <laughs> uh, really, like. We we talked. Yeah, you just bit. you just skipped right <laughs> over that. Um, yeah, oh my god! Yeah, this so guy. Are we, are we is... having babies first? We're we gonna get married first. Yeah, we're gonna get married first. He's in trouble. Happens. We're just happy to like start our lives together yeah. and to get to know each other more and more. He's and more. younger too, right, Jim? He's, He's a younger 30, guy. She's thirty nine. Yeah, she's just sound, it sounds excited to have snagged her little boy toy. Yeah. She wants to control him. And she, you know, the moment he proposed, that IUD was chucked out the window. <laughs> She is ready, and the, the clock is ticking, you know, to yeah. a certain extent, but he, he should have known this comes with the territory, bud. You're not going to get married for You're not going to wait. Maybe maybe he's like me, and he thought he got money if he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so when do I get my check? Well, there's no check, yeah. and I got to get her pregnant next week? No. <laughs> yeah, I believe we'll have babies once that uh, million-dollar check clears, Chris Harrison. What? There's no check? <laughs> I give that relationship two weeks. Okay, that's been Batch It Crazy.
Thanks for the update, Jim Kelly. I, I love to hear the passion from you. It's match. It crazy. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. How's it going, boys? Good. Who's this? This is Johnny from Niagara. Johnny from Niagara. Greatest I, underrated I'm, ACDC song ever. I'm one of the biggest ACDC fans in my life and in the world. Uh, I've loved them since I was a kid. My older brothers turned them on to me. I was I was more of a Genesis Led Zeppelin kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brothers turned, my brother Michael, as a matter of fact, turned me. He's not even a music guy, to be honest. But uh, I fell in love with Bon Scott. Anything Bon Scott. My favorite, I, there's, there's too many, but the one that keeps popping into my head, as soon as you said that, I said jailbreak. Okay, enough with the backstory. What's the song, Johnny? Night Prowler, man. Night Prowler. Night awesome. Prowler. Slow one. It's heavy. It's deep. It's got great lyrics. Great. It's just one of my favorites. Controversial back in the day because there were some murders in Los Angeles. You remember? And they, they called the guy who was doing the murders the Night Prowler and, and right, said that he was inspired by the ACDC song. Well, you know what? That Those Americans are so tough but so sensitive. Remember when the New Orleans uh, dam broke? They stopped playing uh, New Orleans was sinking. From yeah, that was a terrible disaster for humankind, not just you Americans. Know, it's just terrible, I think, but then they, <laughs> they pick a song and... Ban it for a little while. Okay, yeah, Johnny. Uh, all right, Night good Prowler. pick, man. Good pick, Body Night Prowler. Body was the best, man. He's awesome. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Who's this? Hello, it's your favorite truck driver. How's my favorite DJs? Terry. <laughs> hey, whole lot of rosé. Banana, banana, banana. Oh yeah. Why tell you a story? I love that too, man. Yeah, you like yourself a whole lot of woman there, Terry. No, just one. Just one, brother. Just one. That's <laughs> no, well, that's not, it's not the number of women. Yeah. It's it's a, a, a whole, like Rosie is a whole lot of women. Oh, yeah. That's there right. you go. Okay. Thanks for explaining that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of nice here. Day, Bye. Day, awesome rock. <laughs> it's Taz and Jim. How's it going, bud? Good. The greatest underrated ACDC song is? I'd say the Jack. The Jack, the Jack, the Jack. The Jack, Jack. <laughs> I dare you to do a shot of whiskey every time they say Jack in that song. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make me throw up. I won't drink with Yeah. <laughs> uh, that one in Big Balls. Almost like novelty songs, you know? They just make me laugh so hard every time I hear them. The first time I heard Big Balls, I, I honestly thought it was a, a Weird Al song. Balls, my balls are always bouncing, my balls are always full, and everybody comes and comes again. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> ACDZ, they're great at the double entendres. They may have gone a, just a little, they're really skirting the line with big balls. That's a d- triple entendre, maybe. You know, the big ball they're having, they're serving crabs. Come on, we know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're not fooling anybody. No no parents <laughs> are falling for it. Tony is on the phone. Tony, you're not a huge fan of the Jack. Oh, no, I love the song. I, I just think the, the bluesy ACDC songs are, are awesome, but they're more of a laid back yeah. No, I didn't mean the song. Uh, I meant chlamydia. You're not a fan of chlamydia. Yeah. 
Not <laughs> at all. That's what the song's about, in case you didn't know. I know it sounds like uh, they're talking about playing cards, but uh, <laughs> back to that whole double entendre thing with the band. What is your favorite? What is the most underrated ACDC banger out there? Well, I mean, I love the band. I've seen them probably a half a dozen times, and one song that uh, I love is uh, Shot Down in Flames. I mean, it's just a, it's a kick. It just starts off. It just lets it go. from the Highway to Hell album, right? Right. So you like it on the heavier side? Well, yeah, they uh, they are something else. I mean, if you ever checked out some of the, the Blu-rays, like, live at River Plate, it's just, like, it's insane to see the amount of people. And you got to love their social distancing in, in some of those countries. I mean, this is obviously pre-COVID, but if you would see how tight the people are. Oh, yeah. And how many people are, like there's over 100,000 and they're within, like they're on top of each other. And it just, it's unreal. How sweaty and hot they all are, oh. just going wild. My, uh, my father-in-law, Igor, um, has a huge collection of live music DVDs. He puts them on when I come over and ACDC is one of his favorites, man. The, the, the crowd just gets so into it, don't they? Wow, it's, uh, it's one of those bands that if you're... You know, you're in a workout session. Like, it's on my playlist. I mean, you throw one yeah. of those in and it just gets That's why you and I are so jacked, Tony. That's why we're, <laughs> we're that, so ripped. Thank you. That's Thank you, ACDC. We... <laughs> no, not that kind of jack. No, wrong jack. We don't have the jack. We are jacked. Thanks for calling in this morning, Tony. Thanks, guys. Hey, Taz and Jim. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. Uh, right on. ACDC is my best. Yeah, we played that one a little earlier. Yeah, yeah, okay, I must have missed it. I just tuned in. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great little chill-out tune, isn't it? Oh, I saw a stripper on rollerblades dance to it. <laughs> <laughs> How can it not be your favorite? <laughs> stripper on rollerblades. Ride on. Amazing. That must have been the 90s. That sounds like the most <laughs> 90s thing. I picture knee pads and helmet is the only thing she's wearing. You gotta be safe. <laughs> <laughs> what is the uh, most overlooked, underrated ACDC song in the catalog? Jim, some text messages. What do you got? Uh, Jim says, shake your foundation. Yeah, awesome song. Um, Jeff says, hard uh, as a rock. <laughs> Anything with rock in it by ACDC. Yeah. And obviously, double entendre is Right. <laughs> they should play that song in Viagra commercials. Really? Yeah. Uh, Nick says, big gun. <laughs> I do like big gun. What was it? Was that from uh, the Last Action Hero soundtrack? I don't know, but I'm, I'm thinking they all work for Iron Man, Iron Man soundtracks. You yeah, know? I think yeah. that one was the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, uh, Last Action Hero. Yeah, that's an gr- underrated movie. Speaking of underrated things, underrated movie, that one. Totally. Steve says too, uh, ACDC Touch Too Much is underrated. Yes. Here's a song I've never heard before, but this one is a, uh, this one rocks. Uh, you know, just I just grabbed this song, but uh, Riff Raff by ACDC yeah. was another suggestion. Yeah. 
Dude, the band is incredible. And I know there's people, there's haters who are like, oh, every ACDC song sounds exactly the same. It ha- they have a sound for sure, but yeah. listen to all 17 albums back to back and you'll realize the complexity of what ACDC actually does, writing these rock songs that some dismiss as simple, right? You can win the entire catalog. We're giving it away. The ultimate ACDC prize at y108.ca and fm96.com. The whole ACDC studio album catalog on vinyl, CD, deluxe edition of Power Up, a turntable, a sign, ACDC lights up, would look great behind your bar and your man cave and your lady cave, whatever you want. There I go. I think Lady Cave means, yeah. I think Lady Cave might be my favorite uh, underrated (laughs) ACDC song. Lady Cave! (laughs) I want to hang out in your Lady Cave! (laughs) Anyways, go to y108.ca or fm96.com. Enter to win that incredible prize. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.